Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yes Law, a lyrical dive into Anderson Pack's discography. Today we will be looking at the fourth track off of his second studio album, Malibu, The Season Carry Me. Now, this was actually the lead single off the album, and it dropped November 8th, 2015, about two months before Malibu actually came out. And it's actually a double track, so in a way this is a double episode, even though it's one track, but it's two songs in the same track. We're just going to cover both songs in the same episode anyway, because why not? Um, the song was produced by Ninth Wonder and Calm Connor. Part 1 was Ninth Wonder and Part 2 is Calm Connor. And they both get Ryan credits along with Anderson Pack and Bill Withers. So, yeah, let's just jump right into The Season Carry Me. And we're going to start off by looking at The Season. So part one of the song is The Season, and that's produced by Ninth Wonder, and uh, it's basically a basic hook versus hook structure, so I guess I can understand why Season Carry Me ended up being one track instead of two. But it begins with, my faith is buried somewhere underneath the town till it's paid for. Anderson is so stressed that he doesn't have time to just sit around and pray for things to get better he actually has to work for it he has to grind and he has to um just make a living and actually do stuff instead of just being lazy and just hoping like you actually have to work for that strawberry season my sweetheart's coming around i hear it rain and pour his mother owned a strawberry business that brought in good money and is experiencing right now what she experienced then. And the rain probably helped the watering the crops. And he's remembering the pouring rain of his youth. And it's a good thing because, like, the rain could probably be compared to the success that he's having with music now, now that he's, like, finally making it big. And then he says... How did you find me here? It must be perfect timing. Forever grateful. If I didn't love you then, I damn sure love you now. Fruit of your labor. Now, he actually had a couple paragraphs to say about this on Genius. Uh, He said, It's a tribute to my surroundings and where I grew up in Oxford. It's only an hour away from L.A., but it's very different. Small town. I was dead set on getting out. Growing up, I wanted to get to the big city and do my thing. When I look back at it now, I'm really appreciative. All the things I went through in that city, it made me who I am in the sense of my artistry, outlook, and approach. I was kind of an outsider always and had to learn when I came to L.A. took me a while. I had to go through a lot of development. And that's the whole part of the come up. That's what I'm getting at. If I didn't have love for you growing up, I damn sure have it now. Reaping the benefits of the fruit of your label or planting those seeds two to five years prior and then seeing them actually blossom into a tree or into a strawberry if you will my mom did that she invested herself and started a produce company it didn't crack off until later when it did crack off she reaped some heavy benefits and i wanted to put that in a song i saw how it paralleled with my artistry and life she was always adamant about hard work paying off so anderson is reminiscing on oxnard and how it helped him get to where he is now. And even though he didn't really want to spend his life there for completely understandable reasons, uh, he definitely does appreciate what is done for him. 
So to go along with the hook, there is a verse. And the verse begins with, say, ain't shit changed but the bank statements. So nothing about him has changed. All that's different about him is the amount of money he earns now. It used to be nothing, and now it's something. And there's also a bit of wordplay here. Change can mean difference like it's used here, and in terms of currency, which relates to the bar theme about money. Spent the summer in the wave with the beach baby, threw you chula in a buggy. He still spends summers hitting up girls at the beach and taking them home. Uh, chula is a slang for an attractive woman. With the top down up the PCH, I'm heading north. Hope it doesn't rain. So the PCH is the Pacific Coast Highway and he's cruising down it. And it's an LA highway that goes by such attractive locations such as Malibu. Went from playing community ball to ball with the majors. Oh, what's your major? So he compares how he has been musically to the past few years to baseball, have, from having been mainly underground to working with a bunch of big shots like Dr. Dre, The Game. Hell, the song produced by Nice Wonder, and he's made a good name for himself. I, I know who that guy is. Yeah, and word I ran bass is Pitch Flame. I call plays, remove labels. So by naming different baseball positions, Anderson is saying that he can do it a lot. He can sing, he can rap, he can produce, he can drum, he can do all that good shit. And fuck fame, that killed my favorite entertainers. So Anderson doesn't want to get too big because artists such as Tupac and Tori's B.I.G. were killed at the peak of their careers. And a bunch of modern artists, too, are dying at their peaks or even before they can reach their peeps. Like, Juice World died, like, well, as I'm recording this, I don't know how long it's going to take for this to come out. But Juice World died, like, last month. And he was just starting to, like, get to his full potential. And that's really sucks. And Anderson doesn't really want to end up like these people that are dying before they can make a huge impact. Nothing short of amazing, but I'm short on patience. So he recognizes the, the greatness, but he also has no patience, and he can't take any bullshit. See, I don't play shit. I don't ever forget. And, now, and don't forget that dot and word you paid for it. So he takes music more seriously than others do. The dot references to the period in Pac and his stage name, Anderson Pac. Uh, he told Ebro that's because they slept on me for so long. Now they gotta pay attention to everything, you know, like details. And this is why I made the podcast. You gotta pay attention to everything, you know, like details. I spent years being called out my name. So he's used. He's so used to brand that people recognizing him as Anderson Pack is much different from what he knows. And the uh, verse ends with living under my greatness, but what don't kill me is motivation. So he's determined to come up to the highest position he can possibly come up to. And then there's another hook and then the season is over and it goes in goes directly into Carry Me, which I will talk about right now. So part two of the song Carry Me is produced by Callum Connor. And on working with Connor, Anderson actually had something to say. He said, 
Callum gave me the carry me beat. I had that for ages. I always loved it and thought it was going to be dope. Six years old, I had most of that done. The hook. Carry me went through a few different stages. My boy Ron Avon put the bass and keys on it, and I even got to build the, on the harmonies. When I was on tour with No Worries and Earl Sweatshirt, I got to meet Ninth Wonder, Rapsy, he, Kyrus, and all the Jamo squad. They were like, we're big fans. I got to go to the studio with them and work on a bunch of tunes. Ninth gave me a crazy batch of music, and the season was one of the beats in there. Me and Earl were both like, this is crazy. Initially, we both started writing to it. Just wasn't coming to us that night. I had to sit with it, and on the road it came to me. When I laid down, what I had was written for the season. I remembered that I had the other beat written for Calum. I thought, maybe this could go. Oh, I w- wanted to have something where the beat kind of switched up, so I went back and got the beat, and it kind of worked together. Tempos were a little different, so I forgot which one we had. Had to speed or slow up, we made that happen. So it's basically describing the process, not only of making Carry Me, but also a little bit of how the season came about and how it kind of was able to merge into two songs. Alright, enough about beats and shit. Let's get into the actual music. So Carry Me does have an intro, but it's literally just, yeah, say yeah. Now, the analytical part of me wants to examine it, but I know it has no context, so... Fuck that, let's just go straight into the hook. And the hook starts with, Six years old, I tried my first pair of Jordans on. Mama, carry, you carry me. And Anderson actually did have something to say about this line. said, I was born in 86, so whatever Jordans were around six years later. I remember my mom telling me a story where I begged her to get me these things, and she finally got them for me, and I wanted to wear them out from the store. When well, did the parking lot I was like, oh no, I can't get these dirties. I don't want to walk outside with these. Mom, can you carry me to the car? I remember that being a defining moment. I wanted to write something where she could get a kick out of it. So, while this was pretty much just written as an inside joke with mom, I actually think that this has a deeper meaning, that he has the same sentiment that he has had since he was six, that he needs help from his mother, and I mean, like, I'm not going to say, like, he needs, like, he's in trouble right now or anything. But, like, we all need that extra touch from mom. And that's uh, what he's trying to convey here. Um, It was late in the fall. I caught a glimpse of my first love. My God, mama, can you carry me? So Anderson's first love could actually be referring to music or God. Um, both of them work in the same context because his first musical experience was drumming at his family's church and his mother was the one that was able to make that happen. And then he ends the hook with knees hit the floor, screams to the Lord why they had to take mama to the early morn to the early morning. So he actually did write some stuff about that. Uh, He said, she's always been there for me, like literally carrying me and figuratively being that support for me. I've always had that shoulder to lean on. Even when she was walked away, I was always coming to visit and get insight from her. She worked really hard to make sure we had opportunities that she didn't have. She always carried us, me and my sisters. When she was gone, it's like, where you at? I need you. My life's going haywire and I wish I had had that support right now 
So his mother had helped him so much in life that he was very upset by her arrest. Like when she was away, there was nobody that he could turn to. So basically he had no support at the time. So unlike the season, Carry Me actually has multiple verses. So we're obviously going to start with the first verse. And what Anderson said about this was, I'm pretty sure I'd been writing the majority of this verse on another Wonder Beat. I was like, oh, that can work for the verse on Carry Me. So I just kind of Frankenstein those two together. It took forever. But once it was done, I was like, this is dope. And... I mean, I don't know what the Ninth Wonder version of Carry Me sounded like, but this does sound dope. So he starts the verse off with, Hey, 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 gather around, hustlers, that's if you're still living. This is an interpolation of Jay-Z's The Rule Is Back. Uh, The point Anderson is making is that in the hood, people die and not everyone survives. So he wants to spread the message to those that are still here so they can tell the story while they still can. And get down and get on down before a judge gives a sentence. A few more rounds before the feds come and get you. Is you gonna smile when your date gets issued? You know the feds taking pictures. It's another challenge of living in the hood is illegal trouble. While it's generally a violent area, cops will also be harsh to you. And he's saying that cops are watching your every move. If you make one wrong move, you're done for. And it also like continues on with the whole um the first line, gather around the hustles if you're still living. This also is something that they wouldn't be able to gather around for if they're in jail. So he's basically telling it to the minority that survived without being arrested. So they'd be able to spread the story to future generations. Your mom's in prison. Your father need a new kidney. Your family's splitting. Rivalry between siblings. So... Anderson actually did have something to say about these lines, too. If it wasn't for music, my family structure, my sisters, and the support of my close friends, probably would have been pretty rough. Having an outlet in music is super important to me. It was always my way of meditation, zoning out, dealing with problems. When I didn't know how to talk about it, I just put it out in the music. When things were going haywire with my mom, my step-pops being locked up, I always went back to that. I didn't have to have it come out some other crazy way if i didn't have that i probably would have been in prison or something so his family has been going through some rough spots between the mother being in prison the father requiring a kidney transplant sibling rivalry things are not looking the best right now luckily he has outlets such as music to help him get through stuff and if it isn't for those outlets then his life would be a hellhole and the verse concludes with if cash ain't king, it's damn sure the incentive and good riddance. So he's striving towards wealth. Even if it's not the thing that's ruling him right now, it's something that he's striving towards to get. And the reason he's grinding, which is to get money, if it's not if it's not something that he's that's like revolving around him, then it's something that's motivating him. So before the second verse begins, we get an interlude, which is sampled from the documentary Pot Smoking Surfers following Johnny Ross's life as a surfer in the 60s. He's asked, is the element of danger an important factor for the members of your 
peer group to which you respond, yes, you might say that. Why don't you give it a try and find out yourself? This ties in the song because Anderson has a sense of danger growing up with his family's rough times. So we get straight into the second verse, which goes, About the year drizzy and cold drop before K-Dot had it locked, I was sleeping on the floor, a newborn baby boy trying to get my money pot so wifey wouldn't get deported, cursing the heaven, falling out of orbit. So Drake's major label debut with Young Money, Thank Me Later, dropped in 2010. J. Cole's major label debut with Rock Nation, Cole World Sideline Story, dropped in 2011. Both topped the Billboard 200 and were very popular. Kendrick Lamar's major label debut with Aftermath, Good Kid Mad City, dropped in 2012. So in between 2010 and 2011, Anderson was a mess. He... Had a newborn son and was sleeping on the floor. He had to work hard to provide for both his son and his Korean wife, though she would not get deported because of the visa. And, like, while all this was going on, hun, Drake, Cole, and Kendrick were just coming up, and he was meanwhile going through all this shit. Trying to roll seven, trying to up my portion. So in craps, if seven is rolled, the uh, don't pass bears win. He doesn't think anything special will happen with him, but he is hoping that will anyway, and is making the effort to do so. Uh, what about your goals? What about your leverage? So they don't force you into some hole. So you gotta have a goal if you you want to do something in order to succeed, and if not, you'll be forced into a comfort zone, which will pretty much be pretty hard to get out. And then, next line. Uh, what's the meaning of my fortune reading? When I cracked the cookie, all it said was keep dreaming. And this actually, he said stuff about this too. I probably got that fortune before. It's always like your talents will reap great benefits or something like that. In the midst of all these things going haywire, there was always that thing in the back of my head like, keep going. A lot of people that have the story where everyone was against them, even their own family members, would tell them, you ain't gonna be shit. That was my case. I always had a good support of people that really believed and told me to keep going, kept my hunger and kept me in a good place. So fortune from fortune cookies normally positive, but he's saying that well, this is my interpretation of these bars anyway. Uh, he's saying that they don't mean shit. And they also... this If you think about it, this is actually negative. Like, he has these dreams of being big and then just saying, keep dreaming, kid. As in, like, yeah, those dreams sound nice, but it's never going to happen. But he's saying that this doesn't mean anything either. All it is is a fortune. And then he continues his verse with, When I look at my tree, I see leaves missing, generations of harsh living and addiction. So those missing leaves symbolize those who have died before they can make any impact. According to Anderson, three generations of his family have spent time in prison. I came to visit during the seven-year stint, but they wouldn't let me in because my life suspended. Now I'm scraping the pennies just to kiss you on your... Her cheek. It's gonna be a couple weeks before I get it. I know you miss me. So when his mother got a seven-year sentence, he tried visiting her, but was unable to get in because the license was suspended. And how else was he gonna get to the prison? He has to save up to get the money to reinstate his license, which is hard because he's always ready sleeping on the floor, trying to 
work to keep his child, um, to raise his child and to help keep his wife in the country. So, yeah, that's a bit of a problem. So after this, we get another round of the hook, but this after this is actually more. Uh, we get a break, which is just, Mama, can you carry me four times? I'm not going to analyze this because... This is all over the song. This is basically what the song's about. Why the hell do I need to explain this? Um, but there is a bridge I'm actually going to talk about. Um, and one of these is my rise. One of these is my downfall. And I'm going to... The one to make it right. I want to make it right, mama. And he says this twice. Uh, Anderson recognizes what is helping him succeed and what's anchoring him. He wants to uh, succeed and... So he's going to try and make it uh, right. And finally, we make it to the outro of Carry Me, which is also the outro to the track. So it's basically just, Mama, can you carry me to the early morning? So he wants his mother to help him get through the long night. And this could tie back to the story of his hard family life. And it could represent not only helping him get to tomorrow, but to a more distant future and a more bright future that looks... Outlook is much better. And then the track ends with a conversation between Leroy the Macrosist and a psychologist sampled from the 1978 film, Big Wednesday. And what he says is, I see you call yourself a masochist. I like pain. Can you be specific? What type of pain do you like? Any type of pain. So the movie takes place in Malibu, so it makes sense why it would be on the album. And this actually leads into the next track, Put Me Through, which is going to be the topic of the next episode. So now it's time for the conclusion. Um, So the song is a reflection of Anderson's past, and in a way it also looks towards to his future. Uh, it starts with the season, which he looks back to Oxnard and he also kind of looks at the present and future to see how far he's come even if times were rough while he was living here he owes it all to the town they grew up in and then he moves on to carry me which is a tribute to his mother it mainly describes his rough early in that life and even up to the point where he was a hard-working father and husband that had to provide for his son and wife he wants his mother to help him get through this like she had helped him get through his childhood and he wants the support of his mother that he's always had and always knew that he could count on but other than that yeah that's it for the episode thank you guys for listening to this uh support really means a lot and that is pretty much it so stay tuned for the next stuff uh follow yes Lod pod on instagram and that is it take care guys